0: Welcome to Maddie and the Caddy. I'm Matt Barry. It's a special episode today. that We're going to talk Kobe Bryant and how he impacted the game of golf. We've got a lot of thoughts. There will be a lot of reflection. And later, Michael posed an interesting question to me yesterday that I want to get into. Uh, Two things to note, though, before we get started. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you list a podcast. Tell a friend, tweet at us, steal someone's phone, subscribe for them. It really helps us out and helps more people find the show. And be sure to check out the newest podcast on the ESPN roster, SV Pod. He's back every Tuesday evening as Scott Van Pelt. This week he'll share his thoughts on the passing of Kobe Bryant, and he's got the legendary Steve Kerr on the show. His first two episodes were must listens. This week is no different. Find it wherever you listen to your podcast. All right, time to get started. Now on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. It is Tuesday, which means your weekly t box dysfunction is back alongside the caddy. Michael Collins. I am the Maddie. This is Maddie and the Caddy, the podcast. Hit us up on social media, of which you guys did a fantastic job this week at Maddie and Caddy, M-A T T Y, The Word, and C-A-D-D-I-E. That is both the Instagram and Twitter. Uh, the patrons were great this week on the Twitter, firing back at some of the questions. We encourage show engagement. Uh, one of the hosts likes to do that, me. The other one doesn't follow through <laughs> with what they said they would, caddy. Um, a, a number of things we want to touch on today, but we are going to start uh, with where the entire sports world has, has been since Sunday, and that is the uh, tragic passing of, of Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gigi. And seven others in a helicopter crash in Calabasas, California, which is just south of L.A., north of San Diego, where the tour was. And how this tragedy, Michael, relates to golf, and I'll and and I'll tell you why in a second. But when you look at how it affected me as a as a golf fan and consumer, and, and you and I were talking on the phone yesterday about it, and I'll I'll. Uh, Tell you what we were talking about and How when tigers in contention and there's a tournament of the stature of Tory Pines. My Sunday set. It's when coverage starts two p.m. Eastern. I'm watching to the last ball drops in. I'm watching Mark Leishman win. I'm watching Tiger Man. I'm watching all of that. I did not watch a single stroke of golf on Saturday because of the Kobe news. And the only time, and this is Sunday, Sunday, I'm sorry, Sunday. Yeah. And this is the weirdest part about it, Michael. The only time that I switched over to golf, because I was with my wife, Ashley, I remember telling her, I was like, I wonder if Tiger knows, I want to know if Tiger knows. And I flipped over and it was just, I'm talking to the second of an Amanda Baleonis who I thought did a tremendous job in a difficult situation, interviewed Tiger of him just finding out about Kobe. And it was a Sunday that I'll, I'll never forget where I was or what I was doing. And I'll never forget thinking in our world, in this golf world of ours, how many players knew how would they handle it in the connection that a player and athlete like Kobe had in your world, Michael, which is being at a golf course during a golf tournament.
1: Yeah, there's a, there's a lot to unpack and, and I'll start with. When I got to the golf course, like I was scheduled to do an uh, an early morning sports center hit from out there that got pushed. um, So because I had already done something the night before that could that held up. Um, So I didn't get to the golf course until right as Tiger was teeing off and then um, watched him play a couple of holes. And as I walked into the media center. Um, to get all my stuff organized so I could kind of watch everything that was going on on the golf course. That's when the first report came out. And um, everyone, especially for us, I should say not everyone, but us especially. And I mean us as ESPN. It takes us a lot longer comparatively to break news than other outlets Sometimes do. And the reason that it takes us longer to do that, because I heard about this on Twitter, is because of the amount of confirmations we need to get and the amount of sources we have to check with before going with anything. Because a lot of times in today's world, it's all about being first. But for us, it's about being right. So. let me, Don't be first, be right. Let me interject so, on that
0: real quick. Yeah. And just for, for those listening and kind of the background process here at ESPN, I you know, working on sports Center, we're the ones that break news on SportsCenter. Yes. And, and oftentimes we will, as anchors, new, essentially what we are, Michael, is we are news sports anchors. Yes. That's what we are on sports Center. We do have fun. There's a lot of fun mixed in. But like you saw, our job becomes – in the tragic situation, life and death in certain areas of the sports world. And so we have to wait as anchors before our news desk here at ESPN has cleared the story. Correct. It has to be cleared by the news desk, and they, the news desk, goes through several channels – to make sure that the news is confirmed. I yes. was working the morning, Jose Fernandez, young pitching phenom of the Miami Marlins, Florida Marlins, and I was anchoring Sports Center that Sunday morning. And I remember vividly sitting at our Sports Center preparation area, seeing it on social media, knowing about it on social media, but we were not adding it to the sports in a rundown until our news desk gave us clearance. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You're right. Oftentimes that makes us second, third, or fourth. But when we get it right, yeah, there's not going to be anyone better covering the story because we know we're right. And so, anyways, that's a little background story about yeah. how it works at ESPN. We have to have clearance from a completely separate news entity of our company before Correct. we're even allowed to put it on any type of media social television or otherwise
1: correct Continue. we we do our own confirmations so when the when it started coming over social media that this had happened uh it took a it took a little while before confirmation started coming and then of course you were getting some reports that were not confirmed and then turned out not to be true and so there was but when it was finally confirmed by a source that we, you know, we're like, okay, this is, this is real now. Um, when you say like, okay, this is real now. It literally, you felt it on property because now since everyone's allowed to have their cell phones out on the golf course, alerts start coming through to phones, even yeah. though they're on silent and whatnot. And so even, all the golfers that were out on the golf course could feel something was up and could feel a murmur going through and it was it was macabre how the vibe of the whole tournament completely changed.
0: When was the last tea time?
1: Probably around eleven o'clock
0: because report started surfacing just after two thirty p m eastern correct which would so have made it eleven thirty a m pacific
1: yes which would was, have it was right after which would was, have put
0: just about every player on the course
1: every player was on the golf right. course when when everything started going down and and there the roars weren't there that was that was the feeling that was going through the crowd. It was the, the normal roars weren't there because where this golf course is, is probably an hour North of where the accident occurred. Uh, maybe just a little bit more, but not much. It's kind of in between We're we're in between where the accident occurred and where the, where we'll be playing the Genesis open or the Genesis or it's just called the Genesis now because it's not an open. But um, it was a a very sobering, somber feeling around the golf course. And then the worst part was, as players were coming off the course, the first thing that they were doing was asking, "Is it real? Like, is that is it true?" And to have to tell your friends, like, "Yeah, it's this is not." A joke, like it's not fake. Like it, this is really did happen. It, uh, I'll just say I hugged everybody there and told them I love them. Like it sucks that, that it takes something like this. And I think what you put out on Twitter too was so appropriate. I didn't have to put anything out. I just retweeted what you put out and, and golfers, we were talking about that too. That it that sometimes Bubba Watson talking to him was like when he found out he made two bogeys in a row after he found out, and he didn't care. He didn't care because you start realizing in life what matters and what's bullshit. Mm-hmm. And and again, excuse me for saying it that way, but that's it, this well, is that's the God's t- honest truth. That's yeah. what I tweeted. This is the truth. You realize like what really matters and what doesn't matter. And it sucks that it takes something like this to happen to put that kind of life perspective back on again, especially when it's somebody who. And this is one of the things that golfers were talking about coming off the golf course. It's like this dude, this guy was 41 years old. And let's take away the fact that it's Kobe Bryant. This is a 41 year old guy. Who also has three other daughters, one of them who's seven months old.
0: Yeah, four daughters total.
1: Yeah, and, and he's got a wife and three kids that now grow up without him ever. Ever. And grow up without their sister. Ever. And so, when, when you have something like that happen, And it's especially an iconic figure like Kobe, who actually was doing so many good things, you know, for so many people after his life in basketball. Like this guy, he lived an amazing basketball life. And now his life after basketball was projecting on a huge I don't want to say chart but I mean it was it was going in a way that you could see that he was going to do a lot of good things for a lot of people.
0: Well, and he was headed that way. He I read somewhere that I thought it was perfectly put that at 41, you know, 3 4 years removed from retirement, people thought that Kobe Bryant just started to live. He yeah. just started to figure out how to live. And what what makes this We use it a lot on this podcast because we talk about Tiger Woods a lot. And there's a picture in 96 or '7 of Tiger and Kobe.
1: 97.
0: 97 in the Lakers locker. It was just after he'd won the Masters. Mm -hmm. And those two came up together. They were transcendent. And we use that word a lot, transcendent. And that's what Kobe was. He was a transcendent athlete. How do I know that? Because of the reverence he got from Tiger and from Justin Thomas, from Jordan Spieth, from these other athletes, Tony Finau, these golfers that said, "I modeled my competitiveness after Kobe. Right. I did this after Kobe." These are golfers. I don't even know if Kobe's picked up a golf club in his life. I don't. But know. golfers golf was not Kobe's thing at all. No, but <laughs> golfers followed Kobe you know and, and and that's a guy that you know look everybody knows that mj and 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 charles are the two uh, bastions of golf in the nba world we know that but what we now know because of this tragedy that kobe was very much a role model and someone these pro golfers looked after and up to coming up
1: and and like you said model their competitiveness after You know, because there were so many stories of how hard Kobe worked and that how he, if he thought you were going to do something and he wanted to be there before you and make sure he was still there when you were leaving so that you would see him and go, that dude's still here. He wanted you to know in your head, you're not going to outwork me. And that kind of work ethic and competitiveness is not something that people go, well, that's a shame. But that's also then now, because of where he was in his life, What is what makes it hurt so much more, even for golfers who had no association or affiliation with him, everyone knew who he was. And it is why that hurts is you do what you have to do in your professional life. And that was his stage one. And his stage two was being a dad, getting to be a, a father, writing kids books. I mean, he got an Oscar the year after he retired. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, this dude did what he was did what he felt like he was put here to do as far as being a competitor and trying to be the best there ever was. And after he was done doing that, then he went, now I get to be the best dad that I can be and really put everything I got into being a father and a husband and everything I didn't get to do when my job was, you know, I'm not going to say the number one priority because, you know, as hard as you might work at work, you know, when you're married and got a family, they're still number one, but they also understand the journey that you're on. Yep. So in that context, now that that first part of the journey was done, it was like, now I get to really focus that kind of attention on my family. And they were going to be appreciative of it too. Like you could see the relationship that he, you know, was really building and bonding with his 13 year old daughter. And so to think that now, other family members aren't going to have that opportunity and to have that relationship and be be the fruits of the labor that were in part one of his life and now not there. And you felt that on the golf course. I mean, it was... I love Mark Leishman to death. I mean, he's a really nice guy down to earth, and believe me, like he's his story too. He's been through some stuff. He his wife pretty, almost died. Yeah, his wife almost like he was almost a single dad. But let me tell you, that was the worst way to win a golf tournament. And I don't mean like how he won it on the golf course. I mean in everything that happened that no day. No question. There. there that was, that's
0: just it. It was horrible. Like, what a horrible... Because that Sunday, the 26th, is always going to be remembered for that. And like I I said at the outset, like, I don't care if you're the biggest golf fan on the planet. I'm a huge golf fan. I wasn't going to watch the golf because I wanted to watch what was going on.
1: And even if you wanted to watch the golf, I'm not going to lie. Like, no one... Again, in the big picture of life... And family and what matters, it doesn't matter. Like it's not a golf tournament. Look, it's hard, and I know some people are going to be like, "How can you say that?" No, because it's it's one of those things. Nobody, everyone was there, and everyone was going through the motions, but it was just like we realized just how not important like winning that golf tournament was. I was talking. That's one of the things. I will say this. Because I had this discussion with somebody. Because they were talking initially on the TV broadcast, they were like, "You know, Tiger knows," and that was not true. Because, and I had talked to someone asked me if if it was you caddying.
0: Yeah, no, you I want to get to that. Let's get to that conversation on the okay. other side because that's a whole different conversation. All right, because I do want to get to that. Yeah, and I and I, I I debated the whole time because people are on their phones. And so the players were going to have access to the information, kind
1: of. But I mean, players aren't checking their phones.
0: No, they're not. But,
1: but a, again, caddy, like I said, you can a caddy, caddy could it. be
0: having a a caddy could be having a conversation uh, with one of the volunteers, or Correct. if they're waiting on the a walk-in scores. Yes. Yeah. it's
1: the walk-in scores. They're the
0: ones. They're going to the know.
1: Wa- yeah, they're the ones that that are going to know because what happens is it comes over their radio. So they all have radios that are connected. So once one of them knows, it starts going around.
0: Now, and I want to – I'm going to try to be careful with the next part of this because I don't – I want to be fair to the the conversation, but I don't want to seem insensitive to it, and I don't want to sidestep it. No, okay. But I find so many parallels between – Kobe and Tiger. And I'll walk through them with you.
1: But there are, and Tiger talked about it.
0: Because they were both teenage phenoms. Yes. They were both 20-something, on top of the world, planet superstars. Yes. They've both had their issues with infidelity... And controversy. ...off the course correct? court and controversy. Correct. And they both moved... To that second chapter of life with kids,
1: correct. And I mean, now Kobe's was—I co- w- I will say—Kobe's was much more serious. The controversy that yes, because there through. were charges filed, correct, right, correct. But but in the sense that they both they both were publicly they both went through personal public controversies that most people will never understand and and I don't and I say that in in the sense of there are plenty of people that number one have things happen off the golf course or just away from work that are private matters and aren't put out into the public and so there it's very easy for people to just go you know to judge It's like I say, it's like throwing stones in a glass house when it comes to, you know, things that happen to people. You're like, well, how how can you how can you throw stones in a glass house when I'm sure there's plenty of people in everyone's lives who have been who know people or, you know, are one to two degrees of separation away from people who have gone through something in their life that you go, man. I'm glad this ain't in the papers. But
0: think about, but think about how these two have have come up. Like think about they were both mid in the mid '90s. Tiger's 45, um, Kobe's 41. Mm-hmm. So they're within four or five years of each other, and they they literally their career paths and their, some of their life path stuff is so similar. And Tiger was the first golfer that I thought of. When this came out, because I knew that they had a relationship and I knew that they had gone back yeah, and Tiger forth. Yeah, Tiger
1: said they worked out together. They knew that they were in, close. When he lived in California, they used to work out. Now, when he moved to Florida, you know, they would just kind of text on occasion. Um, They weren't nearly as close. Once he once he moved um, and was living full time in Orlando and then Jupiter, they they they... Stayed in touch, but not nearly like they did when he was in California.
0: Did you get a sense, you know, and because of their similarities in careers, and we know the Tiger-Kobe connection, but was there any player out there that you saw that was particularly struck by this more than any other ones?
1: I'll say this. So when Tiger, Joey told Tiger right when they walked off at 18, before he went into scoring, Right. And so normally when Tiger goes into scoring, he signs a scorecard and he comes out and he goes right to do his media stuff. Right. This time Tiger came out of the scoring and he went right to the fans and started signing autographs and was walking. Like he was signing autographs going towards the exit. Like he was going to leave. Now, the girl that was running the media, like she runs point for PGA tour for media. Like, okay, tiger, when you're done, you got to do CBS, uh, sky sports, then written media, you know, do to scrum. And so he's, get, he's like going to leave. And he knew that, you know, he had been requested for CBS and for the scrum, but, that's the first time, and this is me. I'm. This is just me talking here. I think the reason that Tiger did that, the reason that he came out and went straight to sign autographs and was like, I say, pretending like he was going to leave was because it hit him that hard that he needed a moment. And so his moment, the only way he could get a moment was to go sign autographs to like try and compose his thoughts, you know, because he can you can sign autographs.
0: It's mindless.
1: It's mindless. So I, I honestly believe, and I have never seen him do that before.
0: See now, in, in it's funny. Not funny. You say that wrong way. I know you, it's yeah, very perceptive. You, it's, yes. it's perceptive. You say because you could tell when my when Ashley and I were watching the Balleone's interview live on TV. She's the one that said it. She goes, "He's in shock. He doesn't know." He just found out and he doesn't know how to handle it. Right. Because he was so robotic in his answer and you could see it in his eyes. He just didn't know what was going on.
1: And in that group, when they came off too, like the other caddies and players in that group were asking, like, what do you know? What's. Wh-? They kept saying, what's real? What. Is it real? Is it real? And then, what do you know? Like, who when they say what do you know i knew they were asking like who else was in the helicopter and and it's it's a it's a horrible feeling man it just like his his main dude rob was there and his security guy and and we were just standing there talking and literally right before they left i just i went over to tiger and i was like come here man and i gave him a hug and i was like i love you dude like, we don't say that enough.
0: Yeah, you don't. And and with all the things that Kobe did for us as sports fans throughout his career, you know, you, everybody, everybody everybody, loves legacy, loves the term legacy. And he's, he's made his in basketball. He was getting ready to make his in his second career. But there's a chance that his legacy added to it is making all of us appreciate things a little bit more. True. Because he had every resource on the planet to live a long, healthy life. Every resource he could want.
1: It looked like what his legacy after basketball was going to be would be even greater. It, It was
0: trending that way. Yeah.
1: like With everything that he was doing, his side gigs for after his basketball life, would have been an opportunity for his legacy to be greater than what his basketball legacy was. And how many sports figures can say that? How many sports figures can say that not only was I one of the greatest of all time in my sport, but I can look back at my life and say, what I did after that was even better. Well,
0: and that's what makes it sad is because we don't know. That's because what He was just at the beginning of it.
1: Right. That's right. what sucks.
0: So when we come back, Caddy touched on it a second ago, but I, I want to dive into this because I, I think it'll be kind of the argument that or the healthy debate that people weigh in uh, with us on social media of whether or not you obtain this information and you let your player know. That coming up next on Maddie and Caddy. Welcome back, Maddie and the Caddy. Uh, talking about really making this kind of a, a Kobe Bryant special, and how he affected the game of golf uh, Sunday in terms of the impact he had on some of these younger players and and the most dominant player on the planet, Tiger Woods. And because of this day and age of cell phones, communication, everybody's got information in, in their in their side pocket. Uh, you, people and golfers, as Caddy said, they knew about this, or you could tell at the course at Tory Pines that. People were very aware of the the tragedy surrounding Kobe Bryant. Then Caddy and I talked about it on the phone yesterday. If you were my caddy Mm -hmm. and I was the player Mm -hmm. and you had this information, should you have told your player?
1: And your player, well, you you also have to put this caveat on it. Your player is in contention to win the tournament because that changes things as well. If we're in seventieth place,
0: then you, you can talk about
1: it. And you're going through the motions. Then that I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm not saying I would still do it. I'm just saying it changes things.
0: Who's your player? Is it Tiger? Well, yeah, that's
1: what we talked about. That's what that's what we talked about in the media center when someone came to me, and I was sitting next to Bob Harrick and was was like, hey. You know, you I wonder if Tiger knows. And I'm like, nah, I don't think he knows. And so I had seen some things earlier in the day that I knew some of his people must have known. And I was like, I I don't think Tiger knows. And so that was the question that was posed, was if if you're caddying for Tiger, do you tell him? And I said, No. You don't. <sighs> I don't tell him. You know why? Because Here's, here's, okay. Let me ask different- you.
0: This, let me ask you this real quick before you okay. get into it, because you and I have different opinions on this. Okay. If you know, okay. So you, the caddy, know. Yep. You know what's happened. Yep. If you, the player, me, Tiger, love that. Here's the gallery, which he keep did. yelling, "Do it for Mamba." Do it for Mamba. Yep. And I'm walking off the green after hearing "Do it for Mamba," and I say to you. Man, Caddy, why Why is everyone... I wonder why everyone's saying do it for mom.
1: You don't, though. You don't. That's not... Tiger doesn't do that. Okay, it but is, I'm just...
0: But, but, but if he... This is all hypothetical. Yes.
1: Yeah, but see, if he does,
0: do you tell him then?
1: I mean, I just have to say, like... Tiger would never ask that because so many people yell so many things anyway. But he was hearing randomly. it randomly over and over. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Like yeah, I think that, it does. You, no,
0: it doesn't because you you're mashed forgetting. potato, mashed potato guy. No, is different stop. Than- no,
1: wait, wait. Let me tell you. Here's why, and this is the context, and this is why Tiger, I know in this context was not lying. The night before LeBron broke the scoring record of Kobe. It's oh, not the, yeah, not the yeah. record, You're right. You're right. but it was the night him before. Yeah. passed him for third. Yeah, passed yeah. For third all time. yeah. So for them to be yelling out, do it for Mamba, and even, I mean, Tiger said, like, I just thought LeBron broke his scoring. He took past him on the scoring thing the night before. That's fair. So everybody wanted me to win. You're right. Like for Kobe. So LeBron wouldn't be the guy. You know what I'm saying? So that, all of that matters. A lot. And so, even in that's why it's like you're not going to ask, man, why is everybody doing for mama? Because we also know what a huge sports fan Tiger and Joey both are. Mm -hmm. There's no. You can't tell your player that. And here's the difference between inside the bubble and outside the bubble. And, and, I can tell everyone I have experience on both sides, and I understand both sides of it. On the outside of the bubble, the fans go, you tell Tiger. You know why? Because he can play inspired. He can, now he does it for Kobe, like everything. And inside the bubble, the truth is, as a competitor, the last thing that you need is another thought in your head. The last thing you need is...
0: Especially one that tragic.
1: It's correct. Like, you don't need inspiration. at For Tiger Woods, Tiger doesn't need inspiration to go, well, I was only going to half-ass this shot, but now I'm really going to try. Like, that's not how it works. That's not how the mind works at that level with those guys.
0: So... And you are a hundred percent. It's right. a
1: distraction. It's not it's not helpful. It's not one of those things where you say that and you like, you know, I didn't think I had it in me and I dug deeper because someone said do it for Mamba. Like it doesn't that's it doesn't work that way in golf. And and I would say it doesn't work that way in a lot of sports.
0: What if player is five off the lead?
1: Then it's all dependent on the player, where you are in the tournament, and on the golf course. And it really, really comes down to knowing your player. If I'm caddying for somebody, here's the perfect example. If I'm caddying for Omar Uresti. Just give me the club, Mike. (laughs) No, that's right. We'll get to Daniel. That he was oh, my Chopra. other guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's Chopra. But if I'm caddying for Omar Uresti and we're in 65th place on Sunday and this happens, knowing that Omar is a big Lakers fan, I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell him. If I'm caddying for Daniel Chopra on a Sunday and we're in 40th place and it's the 10th hole and I find out, I'm not telling him. because Why? Because... Chopra stays in game mode, and even even in the time between shots, something like that, I couldn't drop on Daniel because his reaction to it.
0: But how is that different? What I want to know is how is any of this different? What if they? I know it's a what if, so we're dealing in hypotheticals here. But what if they find out twenty minutes before they tee off, and the warrant like. What would they that's have done different. then? What that's would they have different. done then? if
1: if it happens before anyone tees off? Then everyone knows. Yeah. Then everyone knows. But you also then you ha- see there's a big difference between before the moment starts and when I say the moment, I mean hitting that first tee shot and being on the course in competition. Even if ten minutes before you go to tee off, that's ten minutes you have the process and put that in a compartment. Whatever that compartment may be. Now, everyone's different, so everyone has a different compartment that they'll have to put that in. But right before you hit that first tee shot, you have an opportunity to put information that you have or have gathered into that compartment. Like, here's the best example that I could use. Brett Favre and his dad. Like, if Brett Favre's dad passes away during the game, they're not telling him. They're not telling him. No. But But he— Yes, he played. Played his
0: ass off.
1: Correct. And that was after the fact. He knew, and he went out there. And Now, again, other guys would have a compartment would be like, I, I can't play. I can't play. Or they would try and play and be horrible because they couldn't put it in a compartment that didn't compromise what they needed to do out there. Damn.
0: You know what? I so badly wanted to disagree with you here, but I've got no argument. You're 100 percent right. You are. Like now, the the, the Brett Favre example is where you won that because I'm like, that is a you you have a moment to set aside your time to handle it however you want. Because yes. I will tell you, I was out in uh, West Palm and. When I found out, Ashley and I were were at one of our favorite places in West Palm just having a nice Sunday drink, and I turned into the moment that I found out I was a zombie for the rest of the day because I didn't know what to think. Right. I was so out of it, and I was watching people when they found out. I was watching people in the restaurant. They were zombies. I heard people talking about it when we were riding our bikes back, and everyone... I was texting with people. Like everyone turned into zombies because we didn't know. We, right. like, we didn't know what to think because it was so shocking. And you don't
1: know what to do with something like that either. So, the if you are an thing-
0: athlete, you don't want you don't want athlete shutting mind off during tournament. Now we <laughs> both admitted tournament and outcome at this point is trivial. Yes, but in the heat of the moment, your mind goes somewhere. And I'm with you. I don't know that you tell your athlete. I don't know you to tell your player. I just don't. No. Because at first I was like, tell him. like, Nah. And you're right. No, and I this,
1: like I said, the, 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 there's a big difference between people. Like, so Omar would be, we could talk about it in between shots. And then when it was time for him to hit the shot, he can go back. He can go into that place. And if he doesn't hit a good shot, he's not going to be like, man, it's because we were talking about this right where Chopra is not that Chopra wasn't that way like Chopra if 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 I would if I tell him something like that and then it's time to get back and hit the shot and he hits a bad shot he's going to go to like that was part of why he hit a bad shot because he couldn't even if it's true or not true and it's like I don't need there's no reason nothing good can come from this only bad and blame and so you have to kind of determine from your guy and like it's every guy's different you have to determine from your guy you know upside versus bad downside and what is going to be greater some guys would be okay with it you know and there's an upside because then y'all have something to kind of talk about to get you through the back nine when you're tied for 70th or 65th or you know and and you're trying to process it as well and that was the other weird thing when you say everybody's like zombies you don't know how to act that's the thing that is is very strange it's strange to go i'm still with my friends i'm still with my work colleagues there's a Apart, part, there's things that are still happening on the golf course and around and in the world. And so if you make a crack or a joke about it, you want to still laugh. But then when it happens, you're like, should I be, you feel, you feel almost bad because yep. you laughed and you're like, am I supposed to be allowed to laugh right now? Even though it's got nothing to do with the sadness, and horror that's happening on one, in one sense, but in another sense, like I, somebody still made a funny that has nothing to do with. And it's a very. I think that's why everyone goes into that zombie mode, because you start thinking to yourself, like, "Well, when is it okay to laugh?"
0: Well, Even you are that, and you're just processing, sh- like, you're yeah, processing. Yeah, that's part shocked. of that
1: process. Yeah.
0: Well, I'll tell you this: we now. You know, just being on, on television this morning for three hours, uh, nine of the 12 teams that played in the NBA on Monday night hadn't played since the tragedy, so there was a ton of tributes. And Mm. I promise you this week, at the Phoenix Waste Management Phoenix Open, I promise you there will be tributes from, oh, 90% 90% of the field will have tributes on <laughs> oh their my shoes, yeah. on their hats, on their shirts, Hey, you got think gallery. That,
1: that 16th hole on Wednesday for the Pro-Am and probably Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. There are going to be plenty of guys that reach into their golf bag and put on a Kobe, Kobe jersey, jersey and play yep. that hole. I was just and I also that. guarantee you that if they miss the green, they're not getting booed. No. You know, and that's another one of those, like, when is it okay and when is it not okay? That's, and in this moment when, you know, somebody's doing that to show love and respect for another person, another human, forget athlete. You're just showing love and respect for another human. Then I think the crowd will follow suit in doing so, which is going to be strange for that tournament. Because it's not—that's the hole where it's—it's it's supposed to get buck wild at all costs, and it
0: will. But if someone pulls out a Kobe jersey or someone, you know, is yes. obviously paying tribute, then I would hope my hometown tournament and city would understand that.
1: Of course, this is an now. Opportunity. Of course, there's there's going to be a couple that are that inebriated. Yeah, there's
0: always that guy.
1: Oh yeah, so, so I well, can't out wait. There, there's more than one. So
0: I'm gonna, there's you know, guy we'll, and girl. We'll watch for that because i you know every sport you know the super bowl well first the pro bowl the super bowl um the nba obviously and now golf is is really the next sport uh to be in competition i'm uh, glad
1: that the lakers and clippers aren't playing tuesday like as we record this i'm glad it's on a tuesday and i'm glad that the lakers and the clippers are not playing
0: it was the right thing to do because, yeah. from what we were told from some of our from some of our people, that just the, the grieving going on within the building between staffers, players, front office that that were with him from teenager to now twenty years, um, it's just too much. We haven't heard from the family yet. Yeah, the family hasn't released a statement yet. And so just it's just best to 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 wait and let everyone sort out their feelings before moving on. So we'll watch that this week. We'll recap uh, the Waste Management Open. Thanks for hanging with us today. Uh, It was a different tone and tenor uh, because of of what we dealt with this week in the sports world.
1: As well it should be.
0: That went to golf. And so we will uh, get back to the fun in terms of uh, the tournament. We will uh, note some of the, the sound and tributes being paid by some of the golfers uh, at the next tournament, which is the Waste Management Phoenix Open, so for and the ten- then yeah. next week, what do you Next got?
1: week, uh, on site at Pebble Beach. Oh, can't wait! All right, uh, so I'm on site at Pebble Beach. Why don't you, why don't you yeah. start working
0: on getting us a guest next week? They could be I'll, sitting there with you, with your little equipment. You and I'll well, I will FaceTime. I got to
1: be my little equipment with like. you,
0: with your little, with your little roaming studio, <laughs> and I will sit here in this here control room. Uh, we, we moved to our new tape time next week because of my new sports center schedule. Um, so then that will be 11 a.m. your time next Tuesday.
1: All right. That's when we'll be recording next Tuesday. And I will and have, I my, will come up with i I'll have a guest.
0: I'll have a FaceTime up. I'll have a FaceTime up so you and I and guests will know when we're going back. This is a challenge I'm putting out to you. Okay. This is it. All right. And, and the 2 p.m. gives you plenty of time. It's early out there. It's not early out there.
1: No, it's 11 o'clock out that way. So, yeah, all right. 2 p.m. will be good. The question is the hard part is going to be where I'm set up.
0: Do you guys hear that already? Do you hear the excuse already? No, I it's it. not an excuse. I heard it. it no, I, I heard it. Listen,
1: last year the weather was the weather at Pebble was so bad, they wouldn't put a tent on 18. Mm hmm because it was so sloppy down there they couldn't run any ethernet cuz it just would have gotten that na- it would have been nasty and it did smell bad down there too so if if i'm connected up in the media center
0: like see it's easy for you. The only thing sloppy is your excuse. Whatever. Says so the guy who just sits in the
1: control room, doesn't get no phone numbers, doesn't have to worry about like, Interesting. well, if you bring a celebrity or a golfer into the media center, mm. how do you make sure that other people don't try and just come over there and poach him?
0: Well, like, you know how what? do you promise that? Because every every podcast you're talking about how these these guys are your friends. Well a friend would say no to everybody else but you.
1: I know. See, I know you just say that's a me problem, but that's fine. You know, think you. Real helpful. Some Thanks, of us, man. some
0: of us, have to anchor the flagship show here at ESPN <laughs> while the rest of us are on oh, golf vacations you. every week, oh, hanging out in all the nice locales.
1: Next week, we'll talk about how the pro am went since yeah. I got to play. Yeah, you're was, still obviously bitter.
0: Not, not the time or the place for the pro am conversation. I know. Next we will, week, we And I got
1: another tonight. one. I got invited to, which is going to make even more man. All right. Well. <laughs> But I'll work on a guest. You be bitter. All
0: right. I will. I do that well. Bitter Barry and the caddy who gets to go on golf vacations every week. All right. Brad and Chad. So next week, here we go. We're going to have the guest live from Pebble Beach. We can't say who because Michael doesn't even know who at this point. (laughs) We appreciate the download listen, rate and subscribe for the caddy. Michael Cohen. I am the Maddie. This has been Maddie and the Caddy.
1: Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.